Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the Spurs Cast with your host, Paul Garcia. And welcome back to another episode of the Spurs Cast. On today's episode, I will be speaking with Project Spurs Director of Digital Content, Joe Garcia. In this episode, Joe and I will discuss the Spurs finally ending their 16-game losing streak, Devin Vassell getting ready to return to the team soon, and Blake Wessex's defense so far uh, in his early games as a rookie in this season. Let's go ahead and jump right into this episode with Joe. Joe, how you doing? Doing good. I'm just happy the Spurs finally got a... Their, their win after 16 games, you know, so it's celebration. We should go down commerce and honk the horns and everything, you know, man, it was, it was wild. Just like, you know, when, when I noticed that um there was a, I just noticed that at halftime, the, uh, the jazz were having a tr- trouble with scoring in the paint against the Spurs' defense. You know, they were just really shooting really uh, terribly. And then I noticed that, that it carried on to the second half and I was like, Oh my, wow. The, the jazz cannot do anything in the half court against this defense. And they might actually pull this out. And sure enough, like we'll get into it here. Uh, but yeah, they pulled it out, Joe. They finally ended that losing streak. So Spurs cast, let's do this first dive into what happened since the last Spurs cast episode. As you all, if you all listen to the last episode, you all know that Joe was my last guest. And so, so he and I just spoke a few days ago. And at that time they were, they, uh, they, they had just returned from the all-star break with the loss, uh, against Dallas. So Joe, they went one and one in these last two two games. Um, both games in Utah. So let's go back to Saturday uh, evening. The Spurs are at Utah. They lose by 16 in this one. They actually led for most of this game. For the first half, they led by about 10 points from on, on average. Then Utah took a lead uh, midway through the third quarter, and then it basically ballooned to the fourth quarter. Utah took complete took complete control. Uh, the, the top three Spurs in this game were Kata Bates, Jop, Jeremy Sohan, and Kelton Johnson. Then the, the the losing streak finally ends. On Tuesday, the Spurs are still in Utah. They win this game by eight points. It was a close game pretty much throughout. I know that this, the uh, Spurs fell behind by 10 at one point, and then they also led by nine. It was, But again, it wasn't like like any team got, got too far away from each other. And the Spurs really did a great job in crunch time. They pulled away those final three minutes is when they when they, when they they were able to find answers. And like I said earlier, they were able to get stops against against. Utah. Keldon Johnson came up big for the Spurs in the fourth quarter and in this game overall. He ends up in the fourth quarter alone shooting four or six for the team uh, in the fourth quarter for nine points. Your top three Spurs on this night were Keldon Johnson, 25 points, four rebounds and three assists. Uh, Jeremy Sohan, 13 points, six rebounds and six assists. And then using my model that I have, uh, a box score model that I created, Blake Wesley for the first time made the top three for the Spurs in this night with nine points, six Three rebounds and three steals off the bench. So the Spurs should have gone 0-2. Instead, they went 1-1. Like I said, they ended this, this losing streak. Joe, what were your thoughts on this um, this win for the Spurs against Utah? Well, we forgot to mention the one big stat, you know, and that is that the Spurs finally won one game after not winning any games when they're trailing by 10 points. They went 
44 games, I believe. Yes, 0-44. 0-44 when mm-hmm. trailing by 10 points. And finally, the 45th game, they were trailing by double digits, and they found a way to win. And I'm not saying that, you know, Spurs fans need to get worried that the Spurs are going to start stringing together some wins. But the solace that you can take, the silver lining in this whole thing is that they're playing a little bit better now. Over the course of the last couple of games, they've started to put some things together, and it appears that they're starting to finally play a little bit more consistent defense. And I think one of the things that uh, I saw, too, I forgot who I saw it from. I believe I saw it on your Twitter, uh, your Twitter line here, is that the Spurs are play a little bit better defensively when you have one Keita Bates-Diop and Jeremy Sohan on the court together. I know Spurs fans feel a certain way about Keita Bates-Diop. You either hate him or you love him. But when he's on the court with Jeremy Sohan, it seems like the, the team does play a little bit better uh, from a defensive end. You know, so that's a trend that, you know, maybe Spurs fans could kind of look at now. Has the team kind of turned that corner? Are they going to be a little bit more consistent now on the defensive front? Doesn't mean that it'll translate into wins, but it just means that maybe they're starting to finally figure some stuff out. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you there. And just the fact that they're both very versatile defenders who can guard a lot of different positions. You don't have to, they don't have to play at one specific position or uh, uh, Bates, Diop, and, um, and Sohan. So I definitely agree with you there. And then just another another thing, it's just like their defense is the reason why they, they got this win. Uh, I know it hasn't happened often. It's very rare, but they're they're a perfect 4-0 when they hold the opponent under 100 points. So again, when they have a really good defensive night, doesn't happen a lot this year. They they actually are, you know, perfect. They're a 4-0. And um, yeah, and it was, it was wild because, um, you know, like you said about the losing streak ending where, where they were down by double digits uh that's one thing that i like to track and i know that you know people like to like, like tweet at me whenever i put out that stat like to, uh, a ty yeager does that a lot he has he actually created a meme for me where like it's like an old simpsons meme and it has my name in it anyway whenever they fall behind by 10 <laughs> games uh, by 10 points and so after they got the win um my finger who's a columnist for the Santa express news he tweeted me he's like so what are you gonna do now paul and so i'm like well i gotta watch that 50 point deficit streak that they're like 0 and 33 on that one so <laughs> that'll be the new thing that i'm kind of keeping tabs on all right so yeah. joe let's go through the team how they're doing now overall so they're 15 and 47 now, uh, still 14th out west. I mean, Rockets again continuing to be the worst team out there in the NBA. Uh, the 16 16 game losing streak finally ends. Uh, that was a franchise record. They finally got a win on the rodeo road trip. They didn't go winless. They they went. They're now one and eight. Uh, they finished the rodeo road trip one and eight. But but but. The Spurs, by winning this game, they actually, um, you know, I don't want to say decrease the lottery odds because they still have a 40% chance of number one, but their worst-case scenario lottery odds, they get a little bit worse. So they now have the third-worst record because now Detroit snuck in there for the second-worst record. And what that means is, yeah, San Antonio still has a uh, you know 40% chance of number one, just like just like Detroit, just like Houston. But the worst-case scenario gets worse for them if they finish third because now they can fall all the way to seventh. Before they, were at the, they could fall all the way to sixth pick. Now it's at the seventh pick. And, Joe, you had a great idea before this, and so we're going to go ahead and do this now. <laughs> Live on here. So what, what I usually say is, you know, I, I talk about how many chances it took me for the Spurs to get the number one pick using Tankathon's draft simulator. But we're going to do going to do this live here, Joe. So I'm going to go ahead and share this on, on the screen. So those of you that are watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see this. But if not, you can hear this um, on audio. So Joe and I just pulled up the, the Tankathon um, simulator. Again, the Spurs have the third worst um, or they have a 40 percent chance. out there. We're going to go ahead and see how many t- turns it takes them to get number one. Here's turn number one. Oh, we got oh. On the first pick. First pick, San Antonio got it. So that's how it was last week. And even before you and I recorded, it took me two times. But yes, so again, that was really good luck right there. They actually got it on the first try, Joe. So you had told me that that earlier today you tried it and it wasn't working for you, right? Or- yeah, like earlier I tried and I was like, okay, let me see if they're going to go ahead and get it like the first time, second time, third time. 
I was not lying. I did like nine or, or 10 tries before they finally got number one. And at some point, number one, the number one overall pick went to the Charlotte Hornets. And then it went to the Washington Wizards. I'm like, really? Oh, wow. You know, that didn't even seem like it was realistic, you know. So, hey, at least this time it bodes well for us because it looks like the Spurs are 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 going to be in the mix there. It was first try, you know, so good sign. Yeah. The good, that's a good sign right there. You're right. Just exactly right. So, again, we'll kind of see what happens with the Spurs. Obviously, again, the, if they do start playing better and winning games, well, then we're going to see them. <laughs> and now Charlotte's a team to watch because they are they do have oh. the fourth worst record, but they just lost the mellow ball for the rest of the season. And so, you know, they could start to go on, on a losing streak. So there's going to be some competition yeah. there for who's going to finish in the, in the bottom Did you four. see the video on his injury? It yeah, was that was ugly because it, no like it was like a non-contact. That's always yeah. oh, that's always scary, yeah, whenever there's a non-contact. He just came down on his, on his foot, you know. And you just see him wince and he just stepped, he just fell back. And you hate to see somebody go out like that, man. It was just one of those yeah. things that happened. It was just a weird angle or something. And he fractured his ankle. So I'm like, ouch. Yeah, those are always, you know, those, those are always very, very worrisome. I mean, worrisome, should I say. Yeah. All right, Joe, let's go to get into some, some injury news uh, for the team. So there's some positive, but then also some negative for the, for the Spurs when, on the injury front. Uh, first of all, Jer- uh, Devin Vassell, like we talked about last week, is projected to come back uh, probably on Thursday. The Spurs, when they put out their injury report for th- Thursday's game against Indiana, they did list him as probable. So, again, that's the first good sign that there's a very strong chance Devin Vassell comes back on Thursday at home against the Pacers. His last game, uh, but if, if he comes back tomorrow on Thursday, um, it'll be a full two-month since he last played an NBA game because it'll be March 2nd and his last game was on, on January 2nd. Uh, but unfortunately for the Spurs, they did get some um, some some more injury news. Uh, Malachi Branham, if you watched that last game, uh, he, he left the game early against uh, Utah on, um, on on Tuesday. And so they listed him as, as a questionable for Thursday's game uh, with a lower back contusion. Trey Jones is still kind of there on the injury report where he's questionable with left foot soreness. He hasn't been able to shake that left foot soreness even after the All-Star. We're getting all those days off. And then Keldon Johnson, if you watch the fourth quarter, Quarter. I know he finished the game, but he did, um, you know, ha- have a have a possession there where where he kind of came up um, hobbling, but he finished out the game, and so now he's questionable with left foot. Sp- Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With the left foot spring, what are your, what are your thoughts, Joe, on this um, on the updated injury report for the Spurs? Oh, it does not bode well. You know, the Spurs went ahead and uh, won a game against the Utah Jazz, and you're looking at the end of Indiana Pacers uh, finally coming back to the AT&T Center, and the Indiana Pacers uh, just defeated the Dallas Mavericks and are now, they have 28 wins on the season, which is almost double what the San Antonio Spurs have. And now the Spurs are missing one of their best players. It doesn't look good. I mean, while you're hoping that the team will be competitive, uh, it's realistically, you're looking at another loss. And I don't want to, you know, burst the bubble for any Spurs fans here. But even if Devin Vassell does return to the lineup after missing quite some time with injury, um, he's going to look at a minutes restriction. So he, Pop is going to be very... Uh, it's going to be very limiting because Pop is going to pull him fairly quickly. He's going to let him go in there, get his reps, sit him down because he doesn't want to risk further injury to him. Because let's face it, I mean, he just barely started three-on-three workouts and he was still yeah. saying that his knee was still sore. So he still has some some work to you know some work to do, but it's a good sign nonetheless. 
I agree with you there. I, I think they're going to be very cautious with both Branham and also Kelton Johnson. Again, I, I don't think if they're, if they're not, if they're not hundred percent, they're not going to play. I don't think on Thursday and then even Trey Jones. Yes, he's questionable, but even if they say yes to him and he can play, play he's going to be like Vassell. I think they're both going to be on an injury. I mean, on a uh, minutes restriction. So yeah, again, and even if Vassell plays, I don't see him either get being able to go hundred um, percent, you know, with his minutes, because like you said, they're going to have him on a minutes restriction. They're going to be very conservative with bringing him back where I don't think he plays on back to backs and those kind of things. So again, we'll kind of see what happens, but uh, if uh, Trey Jones is out and if uh, Malachi Branham are out, those are two of the Spurs' lead ball handlers right now. And so this is going to um, give some minutes to a, a young player who we've kind of seen um, start to get more minutes lately just because of the injury front to the team. And that is Blake Wesley. And that's who I want to talk about next for our next topic. And, you know, in, in his 18 games. So let's kind of uh, do a quick dive into how, how he's playing. And more so for him, it's actually um, the opposite where, where we're actually seeing more so his strengths are coming on the defensive end. So let's just look at uh, how he's gone through his first 18 games here as, as a rookie. So he's, you know, offense hasn't been hasn't been there for him. He's only um, scoring 4.7 points per game on five shot attempts, which, you know, taking more shots than points is not is obviously an inefficient number. 1.8 rebounds, 1.6 assists, 1.9 fouls per, per game, uh, 0.6 steals and 1.4 turnovers. However, when we really dive into the data on the defensive end, we do do see some of his strengths here so and it also matches the eye test so when we look at his per 36 numbers with steals he's averaging 1.4 steals per 36 minutes which is tied for second on the spurs with uh, with devin Vassell. trey jones leads that category with 1.6 per 36 deflections he stands out here per 36 2.5 deflections per 36 minutes which is second amongst the spurs perimeter players Defensive rebounding has also been a strength for him per 36 minutes, um, 3.9 per game, which is third among Spurs perimeter players. Uh, the only negatives I do see when I look at his data on defense is uh, his contested shots are very low, and also he does foul a lot uh, when we look at some of his defensive numbers. Just I went back and watched some clips from him and just kind of some of, some of my observations on him. He's really good about anticipation for steals and deflections. He's really good about anticipating those uh, from the opponent. Also, part something that I noticed that he's constantly moving. He has a lot of energy when he's out there on the floor. He uses those bursts of energy to go around picks. So when, so when the when the um, the big guy sets a pick on him, he likes to like use a burst of energy to go around that pick, and then he gets a steal on the pick and roll ball handler on the weak side. Uh, he also pushes the break when he gets the, the ball defensively. And then uh, something I noted just looking at cleaning the glasses numbers are that he definitely stands. They code him as a combo guard, playing a lot of one and two. And they say that, you know, according to their data, he definitely stands out in steal percentage and defensive rebound, re- rebound percentage amongst all combo guards in the NBA. But we do want to note that that's a small sample size because he has only played in 18 games. So, Joe, what have your thoughts been on um, Blake Wesley so far this season, what you've seen from him, but also the fact that he might start get to get more minutes just, uh, sp- uh, because the Spurs are dealing with some injuries to, to, to lead ball handlers? He's one of these rookies that really intrigued me, especially during the the summer league. Spurs fans, that was going to be his their first look at Blake Wesley and, you know, kind of gauge what what can he really do. And when he was in the summer league, he was playing really good basketball. You know, that's one of the things that really stood out at me. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but his speed in the open court, you know, his aggressiveness yes. on both not only the offense, but the defensive end and his willingness just to go in there. He was fearless. You know, going up in, in in the middle of the paint, going up against these bigger defenders, you you loved everything about the kid. You liked his his motor. You know, he had a high yeah. motor, high energy, um, very willing uh, to take instruction as well. Because you could see him on the sidelines with the coaches and them really, you know, talking to him and stuff. And he was just taking it in, listening, and then trying to apply what they told him out on the court. So you liked everything you saw out of the kid. Now that he's starting to get some real minutes here because the Spurs just really don't have a choice. Coach Pop is left with no choice due to yeah. injury. It, it bodes well for the San Antonio Spurs and for their future because these younger rookies or these young, this younger core, 
that's exactly what they need to get better is they need that experience and being in, you know, being thrown into the fire right in the middle of these NBA games and going up against some of the better talent that the NBA has to offer is only going to make them better. And it, in turn, making the younger core better is going to hopefully translate into more wins next season if, in fact, the Spurs do wind up getting that high pick. So overall, it's a great, great trend uh, for Spurs fans to really look at because this is the only thing that you really got to look forward to. Let's be honest, Paul, in a losing season, it's yeah. about the development and the growth of the younger players. And, you know, Blake, what Blake Wesley is really shining out here. And the other uh, person who shined in the month of February is also Malachi Branham. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we we talked about Malachi at length here on the on the Spurs yeah. cast, and just one thing I'm really eager to see is like you know you look at his like right now I'm just looking at his shot profile, and obviously he's very raw on offense, you know, and I think that's why he didn't get a lot of minutes early on is like the minute he makes a mistake, Pop was, Coach Pop was probably taking him out, uh, his decision making. But uh, now that he's going to probably have to play, like you said, just because of the injuries that the team's dealing with these last twenty games, I, I am eager to see if like we see like now. If he ends up like something's just kind of pops for him, like we saw with Sohan, you know, when, when Sohan first started back in October with the Spurs, he was very raw offensively. And now it seems like he's able to like get into games and do a little bit more, um, you know, playmaking. I, I was noticing on his drives numbers, he's like the third, he's like third overall on the Spurs and drives. And we even saw for for like in the third quarter against Utah, where Sohan was like running a lot of pick and roll. He was going one-on-one against players. The Spurs were going to him in the half court. And so I do wonder if uh, we're going to see something change in, in Wesley, some some growth uh, there on the offensive end, uh, you know, a, as the season goes along, especially if he does continue to get um, minutes. I have noticed that Malachi's game has just been very, like, he's, he's kind of just uh, transitioned very well at, at the NBA level, like we saw with his three-level scoring ability, and, we, and we've seen his numbers uh, jump off the page here in February, like you mentioned there, Joe. So, again, on the offensive end, I'm, I'm eager to see what, what, what happens with Blake. Again, I'm not saying it's going to work out for him in these last 20 games, but I, I just want to see what happens. You know, by the time we check in um, 20 games from now, what is it look like by the end of the year for him on offense and then on defense i just want to see too I, again i noticed how he gets all these steals and things but also is that part of the scheme or is he just kind of just doing that on his own and so you know is he when he makes some of those gambles of kind of going around the screen like i said is he putting his teammates at risk there of you know on the defensive falling collapsing so i am also eager to see is it more in the scheme of the team on defense for him or is it or is he kind of just kind of going on out on his own and being a little bit more independent out there yeah, one of the things that my, what I want to know about him is what is his turnover ratio? Because, again, young player that really doesn't know a lot as far as the context of the game, uh, what is his turnover ratio looking like? Because if he can keep that down, he's going to get more minutes because Coach Pop likes likes it when you're out there doing your job yes. and you're not turning over the ball a lot. So uh, that's another thing to keep an eye on. But overall, you'd like everything you're seeing out of this young rookie. You know, very promising. I think his ceiling is pretty high. Yeah, for sure. And I was actually, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming the turnover ratio right now, it's, it's not, not great because uh, I noticed like an all offensive stats when I was looking at cleaning the glass, it was all in blue, which is usually not. Yeah, he's in the one in the one percentile, nineteen point eight percent turnover percentage for a combo Ooh. guard, which is really not good. Yeah, not at all. So obviously, <laughs> like I said, offense, you know, he's got a lot, a lot, a long way to go. But like I said, just from now until the end of the year, does he make some growth in any kind of area? And, I'm, and that's what I am eager to see uh, from him. And his three point shots actually been pretty good from when I look at the numbers. But again, it's a very small sample size. So I think that's what the one thing to watch is like just continue to watch how Sohan grows how Branham how Branham continues to develop when Vassell comes back if you know what, what he's able to do with these with his teammates now and then also Blake Wesley kind of see what he turns into there so yeah. yeah I mean that's kind of it uh here for this episode of the Spurs cast is like I said it's only been two games since Joe and I last recorded thank you to Joe for joining me here on this episode of the Spurs cast and also for mixing and producing this episode from all of us at Project Spurs stay safe and have a great day
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.